You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Thursday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, as well as the new podcast with Chris Willis and Stephen Tolbert, all at BatteryPower.com, as well as at BatteryPowerSBN across all forms of social media. You can also find us free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen to your podcast, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button to get the latest content when it's available. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And Wednesday certainly was a, a wonderful start to the day after what was for actually a few reasons that we'll discuss a bit, discuss a bit more in detail a little bit later on in this episode. There were many reasons why Wednesday was a fun start to the day for the Braves. The extension with uh, Michael Harris II from late Tuesday night. Obviously, Mike Soroka's return to the mound. There was a press conference with Alex Anthopoulos and Harris before the game on Wednesday night. So there were plenty of fun things for the Braves to celebrate and enjoy off the field. But a tough task certainly was presented to the Braves on Wednesday night with familiar familiar foe Max Scherzer on the mound for the Mets and the Braves countering with Jake Odorizzi. And while you don't want to perhaps acknowledge it, you know, what you could have expected to occur did occur, unfortunately, to start the game on Wednesday night. Jake Odorizzi allowing three home runs himself. Max Scherzer looked plenty dominant for for much of the start of the game um, against the Braves. And the Mets were able to get out to a 4-0 lead thanks to the long ball. But then the Braves were able to find a bit of success. They were able to put a run up on the board to make the score 4-1. to one. The Mets came back and once again were able to use the extra base hits. An RBI double for Mark Canna. Starla Marte had two home runs on the night. And the Mets found, them, found themselves up 6-1. to one. But then the Braves were able to get to work in the bottom of the seventh inning. And they were able to put five runs, or excuse me, four runs on the board. The big hit coming from newly acquired Robbie Grossman, who had got the start in left field with Eddie Rosario returning to the lineup at DH. Robbie Grossman was able to put the ball into the stands and make the score 6-5. to five. But unfortunately, the Braves' bullpen ran into plenty of struggles. Kirby Yates gave up a home run to a Starling Marte earlier in the game. And then in the ninth inning, the Braves yielded three runs. Uh, the Mets were able to get to Jackson Stevens and uh, newly brought up Freddie Tarnick. And the Mets were able to extend their lead out to 9-5, to five, though the Braves were able to come back thanks to a Vaughn Grissom two-run single 
Unfortunately, they fell just a bit short, nine to seven in the game on Wednesday night. It was that, that was the tell of the game. You know, the the Braves pitching struggled from. Uh, beginning to end, and the Mets just were able to stay a, a little bit ahead. The Braves' offense overall, you, when you face off against Max Serger, and even if most of your damage came against the bullpen, the Braves' offense overall did what they needed to do. They scored seven runs in a game where the Braves faced Max Scherzer. Just unfortunately, the Braves pitching was not able to get the job done. And that was the tell of the game. This ended the Braves' eight-game winning streak. And yes, at the end of the day, the Braves were the underdog going into this game. But you also have to look at it again and say, if you're going to be able to get seven runs from your offense in a game against Max Scherzer, you have to hope that your pitching would do better Odorizzi struggled from the beginning, the bullpen struggled as well, and the Braves just were not able to stop the Mets' offense, and the Mets were able to get a 9-7 victory over the Braves. Of course, there were a few bright spots, and there also was some significance in the fact that Eddie Rosario had been out due to an injury that he had suffered earlier, you know, a few days ago. The Braves have been putting different players. They, they've put William Contreras at DH. They've now put Eddie Rosario at DH. The point that I'm getting at is, is that for you know many of the past few weeks, there's been plenty of talk that the Braves are starting to get options that they could potentially utilize in different ways that could push Marcelo Zuna to the bench because he simply was not producing. And you've now seen in a critical series for the Braves in three straight games where there were sensible opportunities for the Braves to potentially put Marcelo Zuna in the lineup, they've gone a different route. And you're also seeing that even when Ozzie Albies were to return, the thing is is that the Braves now have Von Grissom who's swinging the bat well. They've got Eddie Rosario who's starting to swing the bat well. Robbie Grossman has been very, very productive since he's arrived in Atlanta. The Braves have plenty of options for them to be able to utilize that, again, could really reduce the overall consistency of Marcelo Zuna's playing time. And at the end of the day, it, that's just what you have to go with. You have to go with what bats are allowing for you to have the deepest and most productive lineup possible because right now, that is the Braves' best asset. That is the Braves' best reason as to why they're winning and winning consistently. So if you want to put the best lineup out there, right now, there are just multiple alternatives that are better than Marcelo Zuna, and it's great to see overall that the Braves has seemed to have found another, you know, potential opportunity in which they acquired a player in Robbie Grossman, who was underperforming with Detroit, who's come to Atlanta now, seems to really be taken off in terms of his production. Obviously, the continued production of Von Grissom is incredible to see as well, but the whole point is, is that the Braves' offensive depth is stronger now than it was earlier in the year. And while overall for the Braves, that's certainly a benefit, it definitely seems to be the writing on the wall that Marcelo Zuna's time as being a regular in the Braves lineup, it may not be the same moving forward. But at the end of the day, yes, again, the Braves may have been underdogs in this game, but a bit disappointing that the Braves weren't able to take advantage of their offense producing a better-than-expected result with Max Scherzer on the mound. The result of that is that the Braves are in a position where a win is extremely critical on Thursday night in the series finales against the Mets, but it's going to be much easier said than done with Jacob deGrom on the mound. 
Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With the Michael Harris II extension on Tuesday, as well as the Braves playing excellent baseball, you know, for over a week now, including their first two games of the series against the Mets on Monday and Tuesday, there's been plenty to talk about. But Michael Harris's extension and the Braves' win on Monday and Tuesday wasn't the only exciting news for the organization over the past 48 hours. Of course, the other big development for the Braves in terms of their near and long-term future is Mike Soroka, who is working his way back from two, yes, two, ruptured Achilles over the past two years. He returned to a professional mound he, he returned to a professional mound for the first time in over a year on Tuesday night, throwing four innings for the Rome Braves. Eight strikeouts looked dominant for much of his start, had a very positive approach and a positive attitude after the game. While nothing is set in stone in terms of an actual target date, the Braves have 30 days now from Tuesday night to really work a schedule for Soroka to get back into the swing of things. You know it's exciting to see him work his way back. And the thing to remember is this, is that obviously it's not been fun for anyone to see the tough injury luck that Mike Soroka has been dealt. But at the end of the day, these injuries occurred to his legs. If the, if his health is there and he is back to form in terms of his overall health, the arm talent likely hasn't gone anywhere. Not necessarily saying that Soroka is going to make a relevant impact this year, but if the health is there, he certainly could work his way into the plan for the future steal in terms of the Braves in 2023 and beyond. So just great to see a first positive overall development when it comes to Mike Soroka's first rehab start. Of course, Freddie Tarnick as well. Some exciting news for him as he was able to get called up to the majors and made his major league debut last night. Not the most successful of debuts, but he did get the job done when he was in the game. It'll be interesting to see how long his stay is in Atlanta, but once again, the Braves are getting contributions from their young young arms. They were able to have successful starts from Ian Anderson, Kyle Muller, um, Bryce Elder over the weekend, and now Freddie Tarnock has come up and provided you know some relief support as well. The reason why his stay in Atlanta may be a bit up in the air because on Wednesday there was some additional exciting news when it came to the Braves and players potentially returning from injuries now and in the near future. Max Freed, who had been on the concussion injured list from the fall that he had had in his last start against the Mets around 10 days ago, he he will actually be, you know, called back to the roster and will face off against Jacob deGrom on Thursday night. Obviously, this is a great development. It doesn't seem like there's going to be any long-term 
issues from the fall that he had um, at City Field in New York. Yes, he has been. It's been 10 or so days since he made a start, but Freed's arm should be fresh. Hopefully there won't be much rust, and he'll be able to pitch like the staff ace that he's shown he's been this season. He'll be able to face off against DeGrom and be successful. And perhaps the biggest news of all in terms of the Braves themselves is the fact that there continues to be positive injury news on the progression of Ozzie Albee's rehab from his broken foot. Brian Snicker announced on Wednesday that Ozzie Albee's will be traveling with the Braves on their upcoming road trip so that he can continue to ramp up baseball activities. Now, as, he, as that starts to occur, as he starts to hit, as he starts to get into his normal routine, that's likely when a rehab assignment will be set. Obviously, it seems like September is going to be the time in which Ozzie Albies is going to return, but it's great to potentially return, but it's great to see that he is continuing to progress, and it looks like that he's going to, you know, hopefully return early enough to where he'll really get back into the swing of things and be ready to go at full health by the time the postseason arrives. But of course, you know, when it comes to the Braves, they want to be in the best position when it comes to the postseason. And while that certainly, you know, is is aided by the fact that the Braves will hopefully have all of their best talents available and healthy to them by the time the postseason arrives, the Braves' chances of hopefully earning a fifth division, NL East division title, and maybe even earning a, a first round buy, that definitely is still a huge mountain for them to climb. And Thursday is going to have a big impact on the chances of that occurring. After Wednesday's game, the Braves find themselves now four and a half games behind the Mets. That obviously is a better position than they entered this series with, as they were five and a half games behind the Mets before the series started on Monday. But today is critical, because at the end of the day, the Braves will either be five and a half games behind the Mets or they will be three and a half games behind the Mets. And while there's still 45-ish games left in the schedule, that two-game difference is huge when you consider the fact that after tonight's game, the Braves are only going to have three other games against the Mets, the last series of the season in Atlanta. And when you also consider how easy the Mets' schedule is in September, the Braves making sure that they, in this series, with they only being behind three and a half games instead of five and a half games, that two-game difference is a is an is very much, very much significant. Because that if the Braves can leave the series with a three and a half game um, deficit to overcome, that's going to be a much more um, obtainable goal than five and a half games. So it's critical for the Braves to get the job done tonight. Now, as I mentioned in the first segment of the show, doing that against Jacob DeGrom, especially with how dominant DeGrom has been since he's returned from injury himself earlier this month, and also when you consider the fact that he was very, very effective against the Braves back a few weekends ago in New York, it's going to be much easier said than done. It's going to be a very tough task for the Braves to get the job done tonight. But then when you consider a few factors, logic starts to you know creep in that you know maybe the Braves do have a, a better chance than, than you might expect. For one, the offense, yes, they struggled against Max Serger for much of his performance last night, but they eventually did find some success. They found that against DeGrom 
Um, it was the last time they in the last start that Degrom had against them in New York. Yes, Degrom was absolutely dominant. I believe a no hitter or a perfect game, you know, into the sixth inning. But then the Braves were able to put together back to back good at bats, including a two run homer from Dansby Swanson. If the Braves can have that type of accomplishment tomorrow night, maybe get a few runs off DeGrom, you have to feel confident Max Reed can keep the Braves in the game and at least keep the game close. And that's what the Braves should be focused on. DeGrom is going to have his success. There, there's no denying that. But if the Braves can keep the game close and the ball and the ball game gets into the bullpen, that's where the Braves should have confidence, even though Wednesday night it didn't work out so well. But when you consider the developments on Wednesday night, you have to look at the Braves' situation when it comes to their bullpen versus the Mets' situation, and, and you have to feel confident because the Braves did not use Kenley Jansen or A.J. Minter or Iglesias. The Braves have three of their best arms who were not used on Wednesday night available to support Max Reed later tonight. The Braves did use their best reliever, or the Mets did use their best reliever and Edwin Diaz. And perhaps Diaz can pitch back-to-back games. The Mets may put more emphasis on it with the fact that it's a head-to-head game with the Braves. So I'm not saying that Edwin Diaz won't be used, but I am saying that the Braves, who in my opinion likely had the better bullpen already, three of their best arms are going to be available and fresh to support Max Reed. The Braves have to light their chances if they can keep the game close once the game gets into the bullpen, especially when you consider the fact how well the Braves' offense has played overall. So at the end of the day, it's going to be a tough task against DeGrom, but the Braves have showed a much better approach since they left New York. They continue to figure out ways, even if they struggle, and they're going to struggle at times later tonight. There's still a confidence, there's still a clear focus and intent, and, and, and this offense just knows at this point in time they're eventually going to get their chances and they're going to cash them in at some point in time. If they can do that against DeGrom later tonight, you have to feel confident Max Reed will be able to get the job done over five or so innings or, or more. And then as I mentioned just a few moments ago, if the game gets into the bullpen, the Braves have to feel confident that their arms can get the job done and the offense can figure out. A way to win. So yes, I'm not going to say it's a must-win game, but it definitely is a, a big, big opportunity for the Braves. It's a, it's critical that they get the job done tonight for them to be able to then welcome another very strong team in the Astros over the weekend, only three and a half games back of the Mets instead of five and a half games. It's going to be another fun night. Obviously, anytime you see a Jacob DeGrom-Max Freed matchup, it's a playoff preview. It's one of the more exciting pitching matchups we'll get to see all season. Hope for those in attendance, you'll be able to enjoy it. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power podcast, and the Road to Atlanta podcast all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, and obviously um, free on all podcast platforms. A new podcast from Chris Willis and Stephen Tolbert will be out later on today. Make sure to check that out. Obviously, you can find myself on StatsSAC, myself on Twitter at StatsSAC. My name's Sean Coleman. Always a pleasure. Hopefully, we'll get a big bounce-back victory for the Braves tonight for them to get some momentum going into another tough series over the weekend. Again, my name's Sean Coleman. This has been The Daily Hammer. We'll talk to you again soon. (laughs) 